0: Good morning, everyone. In case you didn't know, we had a women's conference this weekend. Yay. Yay. And um, let's see. Did we get final figures for that, Lisa? Final totals? Okay. So I'm thinking Friday night we had 114 people. probably about 120 at our conference this last weekend. We had just an overflow, like we ran out of quiche for breakfast. Like we had, like, you're like, oh, big deal, Lisa. No, that's serious. That is serious. Okay. Oh, rats, my iPad just went locked up. So um, anyway, so I'm wanting just to kind of give you just an overview real quick of the weekend. And we've got so many testimonies. It was so beautiful, the ladies who came in this last weekend. Wasn't it, ladies who were there? I mean, um, like, over, let's see, if you were to compare, like, the ladies who, from New Covenant who came and the other ladies from the church, it was like, we made up maybe a third or a fourth of the population. That's how many ladies came from other churches. So I was like, oh, we were overwhelmed and so blessed. What beautiful ladies. So our theme this year was Out of the Ashes Arise. Um, and so what we're doing really is locating the ashes in our life. And ashes represented um, so many things. Grief, unworthiness, forgiveness, unforgiveness, shame, purification. And we had a whole list. I don't know. Here's, this is an ash board that we had. If you could look under the red. I don't want to move it. It's filled. The ladies filled this whole board with ashes that they dealt with. I mean, it was, like, health, fear, um, unrealistic expectations, delay, insecurity, comparison, conformity, brokenhearted, vain seeking acceptance, needing validations from others, fear of rejection, it list goes on. Whole, I mean, just filled. That board was filled. And I always I encourage them, when you locate something in your life, let's write it down. Let's put it down. Let's get it out there, right? And so um, the whole concept of this, of, of the Ash story, is what lens are you looking out of? How are you seeing life? When we hear things, automatically go, they go to a certain lens and what we see. So that comes from past woundings That comes from shame That comes from It can be culturally Cultural It can come out of things that we've done All these things kind of line up And we all of a sudden see in that way So the enemy can come in And he tells lies He speaks lies to us We see those lies And we automatically think a certain way And it robs our identity It takes away truth And then we start not trusting the people around us who are really a gateway to our freedom. So, um, when we believe that lie, we actually are empowering it and we're giving life to that lie. So, the arising is what we believe in. Part of it is our faith, part of it is our testimony. What we choose in the moment is our arising. It's our worship. It's our love. It's choosing to forgive. Part of our rises. The choices that we make is to arise. Ashes are the way we think, we think, um, ashes, sorry, ashes are not a way the way that God sees us. Ashes are the way that we see us and the lies that he screams at us. So we had a lot of arising this weekend. So I'm going to ask for some, um, I have some testimonies. I have, I want Lisa, I uh, want you to come up here real quick. And is Kaylin here yet? She will be in a second if she's not. And so I'm just wanting ladies to share and just give testimonies, um, especially what they saw from their perspective and even from um, what the Lord has rescued them from. Like what what was meaningful the, the moment in them. So Lisa, you want to come share real quick? So Lisa was Flo this weekend. And she brought so much joy uh, to the whole conference, as you can tell, her and Flo. And it was so, it was awesome. So you, here.
1: You're actually going to let me have a microphone after <laughs> this weekend. There were several things that really stood out to me. Uh, let me start off with, with one of the scriptures. and We had a boatload of scriptures. I mean, we didn't go by opinions. We didn't go by what we felt. We were really scripturally immersed in all of uh, Oh, phone call. Okay. Sorry, I'm in church. But um, one of the things that we did is we put the Word in its proper place. That it's through the Word that we see ourselves. It's through the word that we're going to find truth in the midst of our ashes because all of us have ashes. And the scripture that kept coming to mind, and I'm sure it was shared, and I can't remember exactly who shared it. It was probably Lisa. But this is based out of Isaiah 61. And we look at verse 3 and we see that it says, uh, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, or the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. But what's cool is when you look at the first two verses, we know that if you know anything about Isaiah 61, you know, oh, man, that's the one that Jesus read in the synagogue. And it was announcing who he was. But you know the cool thing is, is that this scripture is about you and I. Because you know what he says about us? And I say us. Everybody say us. It says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Say "Me." me. Because that's you. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has appointed me. To proclaim good news to the poor. And he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim freedom for the captives and to release from darkness for the the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor in the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion and to bestow on them the beauty or the crown of beauty. And this weekend personally you know i i was blessed on so many levels it would not be fair for me to say because we saw women get real we saw women trust we saw women get set free personally uh, i know that you know i had to i had to do the 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 flow thing and um flow was asked about her ashes and the first thing that came to my mind was the fact Of a lie that the enemy's been messing with me about. And that is I'm too old. To start over in a new chapter in my life. Ah. And even though when that lie comes. Every ache gets magnified. You know every little catch in the get along gets caught a little bit more. But it's a lie. Amen. Amen. Because if God says for you to do something, you've got to do it. And personally, it was empowering to me. And in one level, and I'll shut up, Lisa, I promise. Okay, I feel you. I feel, I, I feel you, girl. Is that, um, is that, you know, when, no, no, it's cool. When Flo gets the microphone, I blame Holy Spirit. Because last night, we experienced an explosion of joy. I had no idea that during the gifts when we were giving away those, I know those, I mean, poor Bianca, you know, I sucked her into my vortex. And we started this thing, and, and there's just something about when the joy of the Lord hits a net and gale web. I mean, you know, they can't stand still, they can't do anything, but they just got, they just have a swagger about them, you know? And this white girl doesn't have swagger, okay? And you put old lady white girl, and we really don't have swagger. And, um, and I don't know, huh? Oh, I did, I said Annette. I did, didn't I say Annette? Well, no, Rosemary's a white girl like me, but She got free. She got free. Gene, you got free. Dakota girl got free. But just to let you know, so it's not a secret joke, you know, there's nothing like being in a room where everybody's laughing and you're going. What happened was we were giving gifts away, and God blessed us with some tremendous gifts to give away. And all of a sudden we just, what did I call it? The, strut. 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 That's right, strut. See, faith faith. They Flow forgot. But anyway, and all of a sudden, it, you know, it just, it just started bouncing, you know, and we started doing it, and I got Annette up there, and I got Gail up there, and bless Rosemary's heart, and I got Jean up there, and what they had to do is they had to, they had to strut to go give the, the presents away. And then I don't know what happened. We lost control, and, uh, and all of a sudden, we had everybody up here, and they were all strutting their stuff, and then, and then all of a sudden, I said, "Annette, take us around the ground. let's take us around the church." And all of a sudden we're strutting, I'm trying, I got back to the sound booth, and I'm sitting there going, "That was a stupid idea." <laughs> Mom, my knees are hurting, you know? But let me tell you, explosion of joy. And I believe that it helped to open the door. But that's what our Heavenly Father did. He poured out his love. Did we all look funny? Oh, hello. I'm just just waiting for Ms. Backloo over there to put that on Facebook, and I'm going to have to tell all my people all over the world, uh, that wasn't me. No, that was another Lisa Campbell. That was not me. Okay, but we had a great time. But you know what? God's not through yet. Amen? And I just want to say, I love this girl.
0: Thank you. Oh, yeah, come back. You know the drums, the guitar? It's okay. Oh, thank you. That was awesome. Awesome, awesome. So basically, we're coming out to how we view ourselves, how we think others view ourselves, how we think God views ourselves, and we put on the lenses of the word, look at it through the cross and what he's purchased for us to now what, how he really sees us. And a lot of times that is so opposite of what our mind tells us, what someone else tells us, with the enemy who is a liar. It says the enemy goes around like a roaring lion. It doesn't say he is a lion. It's just like a roaring lion. And so we hear the roaring of this lion in our head that speaks to us, saying, you're not good enough. You're not perfect. You can't do this. You're too old. He screams at us. He screams our ashes. You're not perfect enough. Who are you to think that God can use you and speak through you? Aren't you afraid? Isn't that scary? What if you mess up? Everyone's going to reject you. Everyone's saying really bad things about you. And when we believe those lies, we actually activate a type of faith. And we put on a certain type of lens, so to speak. And so now everything that the enemy is screaming at us, someone, one person can say one word and we're like, see? I knew everyone thought that way about me. But it's a lie. One thing that I wasn't able to share last yesterday, I'm going to share. Lies are like rat poison. In rat poison, there's just a little bit of something good that draws them in. Like, ooh, because you think, why are rats addicted to rat poison? Well, there's something in there that entices them. And they go to it, and they eat it, and they die. That's what happens when we believe the lies that are being screamed at us. We think, oh, it's true. No, I know it's true. And then because we know it's true because we hear God, I'll find three other people who think the exact same way or who have the exact same lenses as I do. And so because they'll agree with me against somebody, then it's true. But we just all believe the same lie. That's all it is. And we we bite into it, hook, line, and sinker every time. Oh, she doesn't like me. She's mad at me. That family has problems. And then it's like, oh, I have problems. See, everyone's talking horrible things about me. People don't accept me. People are rejecting me. People are judging me. When really you're listening, you're, 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 you're activating a type of faith that's a lie. And so every time somebody says something, you automatically believe that's the truth. And we're not looking at it through the truth of the word. So actually, how he now sees us through the cross, because we've given him our lives to him, we're totally belonging to him, it says... It says now it says okay so we've been reconciled to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body so now we're in Christ as a result he has brought you back into his presence so after you you've said yes to Jesus and after you fully have surrendered your life to him which means in 2 Corinthians 5:15 it says he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves but for him who died and was raised for your sake. So this life is no longer about us, those of us who accepted Jesus. It's not about us. We've actually done a type of an exchange right there. We've exchanged our identity. We've exchanged our sinful nature for his. But, you know, we're still learning about what this, what this cross did. Because it wasn't like, oh, now I get to go to heaven, woohoo! No, I'm sorry, that's the way, way end result. That's not the process. So now, after all that's happened, and He's brought you into this presence, and you've been restored, and now He sees you, or He presents you, and I'm going to present Amy. I will present you because she knows what this is about. Come here. So now, when after you've you've made that decision, you've committed your life to the Lord, now He says, okay. Now, I present you. I present you holy. I present you blameless. And I present you without fault. This is now how he sees you. Is that what spirit is ministering to your heart and your mind? This is how he now sees you. <clears throat> he sees you holy. He sees you blameless. And he sees you without fault. Thank you, Amy. Okay. <clears throat> i get I some water. Thank you. Lisa, you got some water? Oh, that works too. <coughs> I'm like, this is water? Thank you, Jesus. This is a miracle. <clears throat> Water will still work Thank you Okay So that's something That's really not taught In a lot of churches A lot of it's not of our upbringing And maybe some of you Still have a hard time Believing that for yourself Because we see us How we see us Well I'm not perfect Do you know what mistakes I made Do you know I fell That's how we see us Or that's how I see you. Not personally. I'm just using it as an example, okay? So I can look and then pick on Bianca because I love her and she loves me. Man, Bianca has some problems. Bianca has got some issues. Bianca, I don't think she likes me. I think she has something against me. The lies that we believe. The lies that we believe. He sees you now through his lenses. Oh, I love you, husband. Did you open it for me? (laughs) When really he sees, and he says, there is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. That still includes you if you've been a Christian for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 years. It hasn't changed. The cross hasn't changed. And Jesus is not going to get back up on that cross again because he did it once and he did it for all. So he still sees you through the same lens. No matter how old you are, no matter how much life you've had, no matter what you've been through, he still sees you and accepts you as his beloved. And it says you must continue to be in the faith. That means to remain and abide and lived in and live in, don't drift away from the hope of the gospel you heard. The revelation of Jesus. So it's a decision. Like, we have to stay in this place. We have to stay in the belief of what he did, the price he paid, and how he now sees us. Like, do you have to be reminded? Like, oh, yeah, Lisa, Jesus really doesn't see you like this anymore. Yes. Like, it's a choice for me to stay in that way. But so many times what happens is life comes up, and we run away. Sometimes all the enemy has to do is just throw something at you. Have somebody say something kind of hurtful. And you're like, woo! And you're gone. Or all of a sudden your finances fall apart. And you're like, yeah, okay. And you just, you're, you're, you're done. Sometimes it's just the smallest things that come up in our life that, we, that create us. And we forget who we are in Christ. And we let go of the precious faith and the precious cross. We totally turn our back on it. And we forget. So we have to stay in this mindset. We have to stay in that place of knowing how Jesus sees us. I told this story to you last week, and the ladies heard this story. So y'all love me. Say, I love you, Lisa. Awesome. I love you too. And so I'm going to tell the story again because there was just so much much light and truth in it. I took my daughter, this is driving me crazy. So, <laughs> okay. I was taking my daughter to see a movie, I was surprising her, and we were a little bit too early to at the movie theater. And so I was t- kind of—I didn't want her to know what we were doing yet until we pulled up. And um, <clears throat> actually, we were we were sneaking in because CJ and Benjamin were, were in there to the movie, and we wanted to see the same movie. So we let them go in there first. This is kind of a background story. Let them go in there first. And then Julie and I snuck in the same theater and sat behind them. And we totally, like CJ knew, but Benjamin didn't. It was awesome. Poor guy. And we like, they didn't know the whole time until we went to Brahms. And we were laughing. So it was great. I'm just saying, we just had these hoods, hoodies on. We put our hoods on and we're walking really funny in the theater. And they didn't even know we're there. And even my, my nephew was in there. It It was great. Anyways, but we were too early, so we were starting to drive around some of the, the neighborhood that was near there. And I'm driving along, you know, we're, I'm happy because I can't tell her. She's like, Mom, you're creeping me out. Where are we going, you know? Like, no, trust me, it's good. And we're going along, and it's dark. It's pitch black out. And so I have my headlights on. We're driving. And all of a sudden, boom, I hit a pothole. Boom. I am, I am like the pothole queen of my family. I'm trying not to be. I'm confessing. I, I apply testimony saying I am no longer, <laughs> no longer a pothole. But anyways, if there's a curb, you know, Ben just like, oh, mom, if dad finds out, you're in trouble. You know, like, not really. But um, if there's an animal and I'm swerving, I swerve and I hit it all, all the time by accident. I don't mean to. It's just one of those things. Hit this pothole. Boom. Julia looks at me. I'm like, oops. Okay. So we go driving around and. It's been about five minutes, seven minutes. I thought, we better get back. So I go back down the same road, that same road, and boom, I hit this pot. I'm like, again? I hit this pothole again? Like I was just on this road five minutes ago, right? And Julia looks at me again, and I'm like, what? Wow, and I hit it a little bit harder, I think, the second time. I'm like, oops. Oh, man. But I was thinking, you know, that's really how life goes sometimes. You know, you're driving around. You're writing, you're going along, you're being this Christian, this good Christian. You have your lights on, which is Jesus in your heart, things, nothing bad's happening, it's good, and all of a sudden, boom, you hit a pothole, the potholes of life. And you're like, "Whoa, what happened?" And you might even drive around the block again and hit that same pothole again and go, "Whoa!" And sometimes those potholes are pretty deep. Sometimes life, we don't always get to choose how we want life to be. Like I would love for all of the roads in Oklahoma to be beautiful and paved and smooth and non-bumpy. And I would just love that. Wherever you drove in Oklahoma, it was just this beautiful, amazing road. Perfect in every way. But Oklahoma doesn't agree with me. It's just not gonna happen. That's the same with life. We would love life to this is what life is supposed to look like. This is what I've imagined it to be. Life is supposed to be, especially Christians, okay? If you're non Christian, of course you don't deserve it, but <laughs> ha, ha ha ha, okay, but as we as Christians, I don't want you know, no, I want everything to be nice. I want my electricity to be on and working. I want my heat to work when I push the button. I want my TV just right. I want to be home when my favorite show is on or when my sports are on. I have my easy chair or my couch. This is my chair. I love it when things are great. I love that. I love it when everybody loves me. That is so awesome and beautiful. And everyone's healthy. I love that. But you know that's just not life. And sometimes life comes up and it chooses something that you would never have chosen. A path you never would have said, sign me up for this. I'll go down that path. Sometimes it looks like a death. A sudden death that happened in your family. And you're like, whoa. I did not want to go down this path without this person. Sometimes it can look like an illness. I I did not expect to be the sick. I did not choose this path. Maybe you have to be a caretaker of somebody who is very ill. And you're alive, and it just jerks your life out of whack. And you're like, whoa. Maybe it's a divorce. You never saw it coming. Never. Or an abuse. Like, wow. Lisa, I don't know how many ladies I've spoken to, I never would have thought I would be here from last year. I never pictured me on this road, but here it is. So we have these potholes of life. But I'm going to tell you something, God is still faithful. And he still views you through the same lens, no matter what potholes in your life comes up. And he says, will you stay the course? Will you remain steadfast? Will you stay on the path and view life from my lenses? Don't let life scream at you. Now you're unworthy. Oh, I did something wrong. This is my fault. God's punishing me. No, I'm sorry. He took all of our punishment for all our sins on the cross. So your bad day or your bad path is not a result of something ugly you did. Sometimes we have consequences. But you know what? There's forgiveness and he gives you grace. And he restores you, not just tolerates you. Like he fully embraces you and says, yes. You're like, Lord, I messed up in this area. I've had the pleasure of walking some sweet ladies through some pretty deep sin this last year. And I'm saying it was a pleasure. It was a privilege to do that. Because they open their heart and they're like, Lisa, I just did messed up. I'm like, yeah, you did. So let's just repent. We have to make it like this big, ugly booger that we just like, ah, that's gross. Go away from me. You struggle with that sin. Ah. When it's still, it was still paid for on the cross. So let's repent and let's go on and let's walk you through this process. Here's the steps you need to take. And you know what? God's going to give you grace in this area of your life now. So you can experience more grace. Hallelujah. And that grace is joy, is pleasure, is favor. It's more than just ability. When you repent, say, okay, here I go. Lord, I'm just going to give you my ways again. And that's where he's leading us. So we can see how he now sees us on the cross. So kind of, you know, there's a lot that we learned. But I just wanted to kind of give you in a nutshell of what we're arising to. We're arising into life. We're going to choose faith. Sometimes that faith stretches us. We don't see. We've gone through a pothole and we don't see what's on the other side of that pothole. But we choose faith. And it's part of the unseen that we don't know and we've never been down before. See, there's a part of faith that is familiar. That like, yeah, I have faith for that. I can do that. Faith is our belief system. Faith is about is more precious than gold. Your faith. It says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." In Hebrews eleven one, it talks about faith, the assurance of things hoped for. It's the first part. So those assurance, we have that sh- assurance. We know it's like that knowing assurance is we know. Like I know that if something happens tomorrow and the world runs out of food, I like God has my needs. I have that. I have that assurance. It's a, and not everybody we're all on different faith paths, but I have that assurance. Like my boy, I have four boys in California. And some people are like, Lisa, oh my goodness, they're in California, the worst state in the whole country. Which, let's laugh at that lie, ha, 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 because that's not true. But that's our belief system. I'm like, you know, God's taking care of it. I have totally faith. I have total faith. Now if someone else that happened to them they might freak out cuz that's not that's not something that's known to them. If someone comes and says, "Lisa, Jesus is not real." And, he, and they'd give me this huge baloney phony thing of this. They can't move me from my faith, from my belief. I have assurance in that. That's not going anywhere. I know God is not lit, Like there's certain things you know that you know that you know that no one can talk you out of and no one can tell you differently because you know. It's that assurance. But then there's that second part of faith. The conviction of things not seen, the proof or evidence, the things that are tested of our belief system. It's that unknown. Like when my oldest son was getting ready to to leave out of the house, they were fine when they're in my house. I'm like, yeah, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves my kids. Everything is going well. But as soon as he started leaving, I'm like, Jesus, where are you? Like, I was comfortable, but now I'm getting very uncomfortable. Are you still Jesus in his life if he's not in my house? A great example of this is the um, is the parable of the father um, who brought his son who is possessed. With an evil spirit to Jesus. That's in Mark 20, Mark 9, verse 20 ish through 25. And he brought his son to Jesus and, and he's wanting Jesus to deliver his son. And Jesus said he, said, he says, All things are possible for one who believes. And the father said, Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. Like his faith is being stretched. So some of you might be going through situations where your faith is stretched. Lord, I believe you're gonna take care of the situation, but ugh, please, God, help my unbelief. And that's that's faith. Faith that's tested. It's more precious than gold. And without it, it's impossible to please God. So part of our, our rising comes in our faith. It's what we choose in the moment. It's our testimony that we choose to believe over lies that are screaming in our head. So I just want to allow some time for testimony because I kind of gave you a very short overview of what we kind of kind of the background a bit, a little nugget. Actually, it's all going to be on our website at ncfok.org, which is in your bulletin, should be. And so if you want to listen to any of the messages, even if you're a guy, they still pertain to you, men, okay? Just saying. This isn't like only females can receive this word. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Like, you can receive this word. And I encourage you to do it. But we had a, a huge arising this weekend. And I would like someone to share testimony. And I know one person I'm going to call. Lori, do you want to come share testimony? Okay. One person. Let's say, yay, Lori.
2: So this is a good testimony part. Thank you, Lisa. For an amazing conference. Every person that came and helped and, and prayed and ministered, you guys were amazing and you helped so many people. And I just saw um, people receive Christ for the first time, people receive the Holy Spirit for the first time. Um, I came in tired from the work week, tired from the last month, maybe the last year, I don't know feeling insignificant and just pressed down, and the words that I received, not that I didn't know it, but I needed to be replenished and reminded that I am fully known and that God sees me. And I know that every woman that was here got something deposited into them that was just as fulfilling and just as memorable and that's what we needed so is Paula still
0: here okay got it Bianca you're up be ready in and out of season yeah
3: Oh, yes. No, it's three things. Good. All right. Okay. Um, So I had the um, opportunity of not only attending the conference, but also having the um, amazing pleasure of of praying and being on the prayer team. Um, And I guess I'll start with what the Lord had, I felt like, um, released me and released my ashes in. And um, before. I think this is even a few months ago when we started meeting for the prayer um, team. I just struggled with perpetual sin, like, over and over. And there were strongholds in my life, and some of them were, like, depression and anxiety. Um, I just had a really, um, like, an orphan spirit, so feeling unloved and unwanted. Um, and I desperately just wanted to be seen and, like, Lori known to someone. Um, and then other areas of sexual purity, all of those things. Um, and I felt like those things uh, discredited me um, from serving in, in ministry. But what the Lord showed me through the conference um, and throughout my time, and just on the prayer team, is that I am known by God and... Um, that I'm not invisible, that I am valued in the kingdom and that I have significance and that I don't have to hide anymore. Um, and that, um, that my past, um, and the things that have happened to me, or maybe even the things that I've done were all paid for on the cross. Um, and God spoke something so great to me at at the last night when I went home and, um, he said it, it doesn't matter how long um, I may have chosen bondage, but he said, "Freedom is mine. Freedom is mine today, and I can choose it." And I'm just, um, I'm just so thankful um, because God stretched me to trust Him more. So, thank you, Lisa.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to open it for anyone else who else would like to share a quick testimony without me having to call other people. Yes, Amy.
4: Okay, well, Lisa had actually asked me if I would share a testimony this morning. And I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, do I have a testimony? But um, I think the main thing, and she talked about that, and this is just going to be real short, but I think this last week and probably for a little while now, I just have been feeling really unsure. Like, there's just been this spirit of, like, not sure, And kind of, Caitlin really spoke on, like, the poverty mindset, and I feel like a lot of that not sure was from having a poverty mindset just of not belonging in your place in life. And so just the scripture, I mean, it's just so basic, but faith is the assurance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. And I feel like just this week and with the conference, I feel like I just have that assurance again. And I, I just that was so needed in my life and I just really appreciate their willingness to serve us and to just allow us to experience that and to just get what we needed from God. And I just it was it was a really, really good time and a blessing.
0: Amen. Anyone else wanna share? All right. That's all right. Come on, Makayla.
5: I got the same text message and it said would you like to give a short testimony and my first thought was like don't talk short I talk a lot so I probably can't accomplish that and then I had a lot of fears about talking in front of people it's been a long time since I've done that and then I was like oh my gosh you're going to cry cuz even just thinking about it I started crying <laughs> so if I do that you're just going to have to yeah. pretend like you don't see it or something cuz I'll cry more <laughs> and don't cry okay <laughs> So I learned a lot from the conference. And even just like re-listening to it in a short version again, I was just reminded of all the things that I was walked through. And like the story that Lisa tells about the potholes. Like I grew up in church and I grew up with a great love of God. And I can't tell you how real I know He is because I felt him, and I just knew him deeply. Um, And some things happened in life, you know, did not have the best dad. Um, I got really sick. There was just so many different obstacles, and I looked at all these people who didn't know and love God, and they didn't go through all that, and I thought, oh, my, (laughs) maybe this isn't the right thing for me. And so I made some choices that I shouldn't have made. And I deserted God. And it produced some things in my life that weren't great, as sin does, and it separated me from God. And uh, I have a daughter. (laughs) And I was in an abusive relationship, and she suffered because of that, and my family suffered because of that in ways that, are horrible. And I carried around this guilt because I chose to walk away from God's plan, and I knew better, and I chose that path. And because of my choices, people got hurt, and people that I love, and people who did nothing to deserve that. And so I just felt like I deserve that, you know what I mean? Like, And I was okay with getting a lot of the stuff that was happening to me because I just thought, I did that, you know? But when you look at a little girl who doesn't deserve that and she's been hurt, you know, it's hard. And then you just start thinking, like, okay, but since then, like, I've turned my life back to God and I've done all these things that I was supposed to do. And you look and you're like, God, where are you, you know? And, like, you know all these truths about God. You know that he loves your daughter more than you could ever imagine. So why is this happening? Because if it was your choice, it wouldn't. And I don't know why all the things in the world happened, but there was a few things, like, God is merciful, and God loves me, right. and God loves a person who caused the hurt to my daughter. And the same mercy that he shows me, he's showing him. And I may not understand why he hasn't faced all the persecution I would have given him. <laughs> but my God is merciful. And I think the same God that was waiting for me to come back to him is waiting for him. And giving him every opportunity too. And sometimes that's not fair and it doesn't make sense, but God doesn't change for anybody. And um, I've looked at that little freedom, it's who I am thing for about a year in December. And I was always like, that's really cute. I don't know what it means. You know, (laughs) kind of looks like my handwriting. Like, I don't know. And I've just always looked at it. And I don't know... I'm not like, I don't come up here and dance. I don't know if I'm like that free or anything yet, but God told me something this morning. And he said, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, I can work with that. (laughs) And yesterday they were saying, you know, if you just trust God. And I said, I do not trust God because I don't see where he's been. But God said, if you just trust me a little bit, I can work with that. So I'm starting with that. (laughs) And I needed to forgive him, and I needed to forgive some other people, but I figured out I needed to forgive myself because I just had so much guilt and everything that I was carrying around all the time from that. And God died for all of that as well, and he Offered to take it from me if I would allow him.
0: <laughs> and, and now, remember, you're presented as holy, as blameless as blameless, and without fault. That is how he sees you. So you keep that. You're holy. Say, I'm holy. I'm holy. I'm blameless. I am blameless.
5: And I am without fault. Hey, Princess.
6: Hey, Princess. <laughs>
0: princess, Princess or Princessy.
6: Well, I don't know if this is exactly a testimony, but it's hopefully an encouragement. I just want to thank our worship team, our worship leaders. Thank you, worship team and worship leaders and drummers and all the people that pour into the music because I believe music of all kinds ministers to all of us. And the worship team sang a lot of the songs we sang this morning through the conference, and they're so filled with scripture. It's like if you listen and take to heart the words in the songs that we sing they they bless scripture over us. And when we were singing that last song about um, the rugged cross, my salvation, yes. that um, God's, God took my sin and he set me free, and whoever is free is free indeed. That's scripture. And I was kind of like this young lady. It's like, yeah, 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 free. Okay, we're free. We live in a free country. I'm free to make a lot of choices. But this morning, the Lord just uh, stuck into my heart. We have resurrection power flowing on the inside. That's scripture also. And if you can grasp that, I think one of the things most of us struggle with, men, women, young, old is self-judgment and self-condemnation. We're harder on ourselves than anybody else in the world, probably. And I judge myself, and I see myself through these distorted lenses like the mirrors at the uh, funny house or something, and that's not the way the Lord sees me. And when I can can get that clear picture and know his word over me that I have his re- resurrection power... And his blood on the cross set me free. It's like if that doesn't make, well, it makes me start bawling. But (laughs) if it doesn't bring a lump in your throat, then I just encourage you to get some time away. One of the things I think is so powerful about the Women's Conference and for women that did not come is it takes you out of your daily routine it's like you're too exhausted to go home and turn on the TV, <laughs> you know? And so everything, you're, you're kind of isolated, and even though you're fellowshipping with other women, you're immersed in the Word and you're immersed in God, and you get that time for the Lord to speak to your, to your own heart. And so that time away helps me to take off the funny, funny glasses And put on the real glasses that he has set me free. And I need to remember that. And it's not just some cozy formula that's out of the Bible that he died and rose again. You know, anybody who knows me closely knows what he set me free from. And it is years of baggage. So I'd say the younger you can grasp that, the younger you can take time, whether it's once a month or once every six months but take that time to get away alone with god and out of your routine and just let him minister to you with the word you're going to see yourself the way god sees you and it's a blessing it really is a blessing because he says i be a princess i be a princess royalty
0: yeah, I just want to make a remark This freedom is who I am. That came from our conference, I think, last year. And it came from the verse, it was for freedom that Christ set you free. And when you look at that word freedom, it was not just freedom not to sin. It's also freedom to say yes to God. So in our freedom, and we have freedom, we have freedom to say yes to God. And so we are seeing what, what was God. It's like our testimony. What are we saying yes to God to? So that's just to give you some more background on them, that freedom. So, okay, who else? Someone else? Yes, Shannon.
7: What a treat, huh? Um, okay, I feel like I had something to share. Um, There's so many things that you could kind of highlight and point out. But one of them, if I can articulate this, I just felt like there was such a Just miracle power of revelation in the whole room. Like, there was so, just to be really honest, I've been in church for a really long time. (laughs) And um, not just this church, but, you know, pretty pretty much it's up to, I was like starting at about 14. It's pretty much all I've known. And uh, the idea of bringing a group of what women together from lots of different backgrounds and churches and things like that could can kind of feel like you know a kind of overwhelming. And sometimes you know, think I don't know if I have faith for that, that because it just sometimes it feels like such an obstacle, you know. And there was just and it's and the conference has been awesome in the past, but I think I felt that's what stands out to me this year. I just felt like there was such a miracle power of revelation and, and unity. And that's a big deal. It's such a big deal. And I felt like the, you know, the concept of rising from the ashes, there was times during the preparation that like me, myself, I would be like, yeah, okay, I get it, you know. And then I would stop and think about it. Now what? I'm not sure, you know, do I get this? And then, no, I get it. And it was kind of like that, you know. It was like at the conference, you felt, it was like every person in the room understood from the get-go. And um, something Lisa said Friday night, you know, that our ashes really are how we see ourselves. You know, so it's not just like what's happened to you or just like what you've done, but really coming out of those things, really ultimately the ashes are how you see yourself in the light of maybe something that's happened to you or something that you did. really comes down to kind of the same thing. It's how you see yourself in the light of that. And I just, what I really wanted to say is this, um, we did this kind of metaphor of an exchange last night where, you know, we made some ladies came together it made at least a hundred crowns. <laughs> and, uh, um, we did this exchange where, um, we exchanged, uh, ashes for beauty. And I'm telling you, I think every person in the room, there was a supernatural exchange with that. Absolutely. Absolutely a supernatural exchange. I feel like every person that came up and got a crown, Whoa, understood the exchange that was provided for them. And I, and have a, and had a revelation of, you know, of coming up out of the ashes. And so I really believe that this weekend, I really believe there's an, an incredible work of healing identity and restoring identity to what it was supposed to be.
0: You know, one of the things we did for the exchange, what Shannon was kind of saying, but I had the ladies go because everyone wrote ashes. Throughout the whole conference, they'd write on the gray paper with a black marker about their ashes. And so part of the exchange was coming up, grabbing a red card, and writing truth, writing testimony, putting it up there, recovering those ashes with that. Look at all those red on the, on the gray. All of those are testimonies that someone's freedom that's who they are now that's how they now see themselves that is truth revealed in their hearts which is life-changing truth revealed life-changing so Kayla, do you have something you want to share okay because kaylin give it up for kaylin I mean, this lady, she has been, like, we've been, like, hooked, like, for the past since May, like, walking through this. And, of course, I did not do the decorating. Like, this was not, this is not me. Design, this is her. The words, the songs, the poetry that came through this young lady, I was just, it was so amazing. She was releasing her identity onto the ladies. It was awesome. So, okay, now that I just made you feel good, here you go. Okay,
8: thank you. Um, I just want to share a testimony, actually. Yes. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, I just felt like over this weekend, I really saw the beauty of the gospel. Um, it's such a beautiful gospel. And just to see it working in all the ladies was just amazing. Because, you know, in the courts of heaven, our enemy, the accuser, is continually coming to accuse us on the basis of sin. But Jesus is there and he's continually pleading mercy for us on the basis of his blood. And so, all we have to do is choose who we're going to agree with. That we can, we can agree with the accuser who's, who's saying, look what you've done. Look what people have done to you. But Jesus is saying, no. The cross, the cross. I paid for that. He said, don't take revenge. It's mine to avenge. I'll repay. And the the avenging was totally accomplished on the cross. And so just to see all the agreement with testimony and all the agreement with Jesus, it completely silences the accuser. And just to hear these testimonies and to see this working was just absolutely amazing.
0: Okay, so we're gonna do something right now. Uh, I know I have, there's a lot more testimonies, and maybe we can have a chance to share them another time. So we'll we'll see about that. But right now, um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a picture. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something that I I should have shared earlier, but I'm I'm going to do it now. Where I want my prayer ministers, my prayer ministry team, to why don't you just come forward? Because we don't have the beautiful hallways. And just pair with someone. I know your person might not be here, but just pair with somebody. So it's two. And, you know, we we shared a lot of heavy stuff, I know, uh, already this morning. And I'm just letting you know, if you weren't at the conference, and if you were a man, (laughs) you are totally free to receive this morning. Would you stand with me? Okay, and now what I want you to do is close your eyes because I want you to focus on a few things. First of all, what I want you to focus on is what are the screaming thoughts? What's the roaring of the fake lion screaming in your head? Just take a few minutes to identify that. Where is the unworthiness that you feel? Maybe the punishment you feel like you deserve. Maybe your life has hit some of those potholes and it just totally threw you off. And you did not choose the road that you were on. This was not your choice. But here you are. Maybe you've continued, stuff has happened, trials have happened, and it's totally kept throwing you not to remain in the faith. And you kept running away, kept running away, you keep running away. You get a little bit of truth, and then something happens, and then you run away. A little bit of truth, and nope, I can't go, I'm going to run away. Maybe that's you. And especially if you have never, ever exchanged your old life patterns for his. If that exchange has never, ever happened, and you are not known by God. hold this. God sees you, but you have not exchanged that, your old sin nature, with God's new nature. I want to encourage you to do that today so he can see you as holy, as blameless, and without fault. Because if you haven't done that, if you've never committed your ways to him, he does not see you in that way. And his heart is wanting to see you. He wants to present you holy and blameless and without fault. And if you might even be having a hard time wrapping your mind around that concept because of that old lies, those roaring of that like lion that's not a lion. And we just right now declare freedom in the name of Jesus over those thought patterns. And I want to invite you to come up to get some prayer this morning. I want to invite you to come up. And we're going to pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for revealing truth. That this truth wasn't just for this last weekend. This truth is something we wear in our minds, we put on like a garment, and we choose to carry this through life. That from this point forward, we choose to believe your word, and we choose to see things how you see them. Thank you, Jesus. So if you need prayer, if you'd like prayer, don't think this is a scary thing to come up and get it. But I invite you to come up. I invite you to come up and just receive prayer. Receive healing. Receive your freedom. Whatever that means. Whatever that's looking like in your head. Amen?
9: just want to encourage you, if you were not, whether you were here for the conference this weekend or not, whether you're a man or a lady, feel free to come and just receive from the Lord, even if it's different than what the invitation was, the original invitation was. If you just need the Lord to do something in your life, need His encouragement, uh, I just want to invite you men, ladies, just to come and just receive the blessing of the Lord in your life. I'd
6: like to pray for anybody... ...who has had a negative thought about themselves this morning. Anybody? One negative thought about yourself. Please come let me pray for you. Come let one of these women pray for you.
9: Well, this was obviously an amazing weekend. And I just want to personally say thank you... ...to the men that stepped up to the plate... ...and served the meals, drove the bus. Uh, All the capacities did security men on the worship team, guys in the sound booth. Um, Thank you so much because without you men serving, and I know the ladies, I know you serve too, but I'm just speaking just to the men right now. Without you guys serving and doing what you did, this would not have been as successful as it was. So brothers, just thank you for being available. And those of you who stayed home and took care of your kids so that your wife could come and be at this conference. So brothers, thank you so much for all that you've done. Father, we just thank you for this wonderful time this weekend. We thank you that you are reminding us of how how you see us. And Lord, I thank you that we're getting it. We are getting it, Lord. And I just speak and release your blessing on your sons and your daughters as they go. And as we're just reminded of how you see us and how you celebrate us, Father. And I thank you, Father, we're going to have a good week with you, regardless of the circumstances that we face We're going to have an amazing week with you. And we just thank you for your goodness, your love, and your blessing on our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.